I cannot wait to see the day where all advisors, RAs embrace these voice skills and really can communicate with their clients in this channel um, and, and really be heard, right? So you're in your client's ear and they're hearing you. For Monday, September 16th, 2019, this is episode 50, TD Ameritrade's Alexa skills, brevity, levity, and familiarity with Danny Fava. The flash briefing Danny launched, which is called TD Ameritrade for Advisors, just won the Custodians Thought Leadership category of the 2019 Wealth Management Industry Awards. Danny and I talked about her experience launching this and other skills for TD Ameritrade. With apps across voice assistants on both the institutional and brokerage sides of their business, TD Ameritrade is a leader in voice for the banking category, and Danny is leading that charge. Hear why voice technology is such a powerful medium for a relationship-centric business like wealth management. Plus, Danny shared one financial advisor's emotionally moving story about how the TD Ameritrade Alexa skill empowered a longtime client to once again feel control over her finances through voice. Thank you to our wonderful sponsors at Trinity Audio. With Trinity Audio, publishers and bloggers can turn their readers into listeners by turning their written content into lifelike speech. All it takes is a short snippet of code to audiofy your entire website. Get started for free at trinityaudio.ai. Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, voice technology, and business. I'm Emily Binder. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast. I am here with a super special guest, Danny Fava, Director of Institutional Innovation for TD Ameritrade. Hi, Danny. How are you? Hey, Emily. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to get you on the show. So you and I connected about a year ago regarding flash briefings and voice marketing and things like that. So I know that you've been really leading the charge for that at TD Ameritrade. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on? Absolutely. First of all, you, Emily, were really uh, important in the TD Ameritrade entry into voice. You gave me a lot of great, very sound advice. So for anybody who's listening, Emily is really the expert. Um, and what we've been working on at TD Ameritrade is uh, getting some voice skills out there for advisors and their clients, as well as getting some skills out there for retail clients, uh, which are the do-it-yourself investors or traders that don't have a financial advisor. Right. So what kind of skills does TD Ameritrade have and, and who uses them? So we have um, one for advisors where they can listen to news and flash briefings through Alexa. We have one for advisors and clients where they can get their balances, positions, um, and account summaries. And then we have a whole host of skills, uh, which are available through Google Home, which are available through Android Auto for retail clients. And they can do anything from get their balances, positions, and even trade using their voice. Oh, that's so powerful. Have you seen competitors doing this or, I mean, are you are you kind of at the forefront in leading this? I, I think we are leading it. Um, it was really important to us actually to be an early entrant here. Um, we're learning so much. We are reducing friction for our clients. And being an early entrant has given us really good positioning um, 
non-paid positioning on these devices. So if you search for advisor or RIA, the TD Ameritrade skills, uh, they come pretty close to the top. Oh, that's really powerful. So RIA, of course, is Registered Investment Advisor. And with with TD Ameritrade Institutional, RIAs are your clients, and they have their own clients who are the individual investors, right? That is right. Yep. It sounds like you've really kind of covered across the board with the skills on both the individual investor side and then the institutional side to really help basically everybody that's involved in reducing friction. And when you said that, I mean, that's preaching to the choir here. Like the the friction of dealing with any kind of touch type and swipe interaction to me is is very annoying a lot of the time. Is it is it that way and with banking? And what do you think? Absolutely. And it's friction that you don't notice how much you disliked until you remove it, which is really interesting. So the friction of needing your hands, having to pick up a device or sit down at a computer, having to log into that device and then navigate to your destination using a mouse or a touchpad, all of those things are friction and all of those things are removed once you use your voice to interact um, with a system, with a platform. So we released that out into the world and we got so many um, good and positive results and some that were kind of unexpected. I'll actually give you um, a story of something that happened, if you wouldn't mind. Um, which, yeah, it was, it was really fulfilling for me. We released the advisor client for uh, TD Ameritrade skill, which is for advisors and clients to get their balances and positions. And one advisor in particular uh, called me to tell me what a wonderful experience he had with one of his elderly clients. He was on his regular quarterly visit to her home. She um, was severely vision impaired. And so he would go to her home, you know, to tell her how her portfolio is doing. He noticed the Alexa sitting on her kitchen counter and said, hey, you know, TD Ameritrade has this skill where you can just ask Alexa for your balances and positions. She had previously been very involved in her um, finances and since losing her vision was kind of inhibited in that way. And she was so happy that she could now just ask Alexa for her balances and positions and sort of overcome that disability. And once again, be a little bit closer to her finances on a daily basis. He was so happy. She was so happy. And my goodness, we really felt um, like we made a difference in somebody's life. And I think that is the most powerful example of how voice and these different channels can really um, make a difference. Oh, that is really powerful. I, I feel like the ability to reach people of all, I guess, different physical challenges or limitations or whether they have trouble seeing or maybe aren't a digital native and aren't comfortable using technology. Like voice is literally the universal and first language for every person on the planet, unless you're mute, which is very few people. Yeah. <laughs> and they and it's still natural, hear, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I, I think a lot of people fail to realize is that the way we consume content on our devices with these screens glaring in our faces is very unnatural. Um, you know, we're using this one sense, our sense of sight, and that's why we're also tired at the end of the day of staring at the screen. We don't recognize sometimes that just hearing and speaking are, you know, these natural ways to communicate that are so much, um, you can get so much more and digest so much more in such a much uh, more comfortable atmosphere. And it's just another level of voice, you know, removing the friction and adding that kind of natural connection is is really 
special. It is. And it, it makes so much sense for registered investment advisors, RIAs, and, and financial advisors in general to want to use a medium that is especially intimate because the power of relationships and that human connection, and especially when you think about robo-advisors and are we going to be replaced and who's going to take my job? And that's in many industries. The more you can connect and using the power of voice in a world where people are texting and emailing and using such a thin way of communicating is even more important. How many times have you wanted to keep reading an article or blog post, but you had to focus your eyes on a task like driving? If this has happened to you, it's happened to your audience. Spoken word is becoming an expected option for everything from news to books to blog posts. Voice is the most convenient way to consume content. In a matter of months, it will become inconceivable for publishers and content creators to offer an experience of reading alone. Just as offering print only is a thing of the past, now text only is an outdated digital experience. Anyone with a website that isn't thinking about this is asleep at the wheel. With Trinity Audio, publishers and bloggers can turn their readers to listeners by turning their written content into lifelike speech. Using Trinity Audio's Contech, that's content technology solution, you can engage your audience wherever they are, at the gym, driving, at their desk, doing house chores, anywhere. Trinity Audio helps publishers and bloggers join the audio revolution by audiofying their entire website for free. Visit trinityaudio.ai to learn more. I've implemented Trinity Audio on my blog on Beatlemoment.com, and it's a great tool. Visit trinityaudio.ai to get started. I cannot wait to see the day where all advisors, RAs, embrace these voice skills and really can communicate with their clients in this channel um, and, and really be heard, right? So you're in your client's ear and they're hearing you every day or every week or whatever the cadence of your, um, of your public publication is, you're in their ear and they're getting more familiar with you and more attached to you in just a different way. So I think it's a really smart position for financial advisors who really want to deepen their relationships to consider adding a voice skill to their offering. Right, right. I think if you take all the media or all of the content that you're putting out, whether you're blogging, tweeting, doing video, voice makes so much sense, if not more, and it's uncrowded. So there's a lot less competition. Like you said, your skills are ranking on page one for your top search terms, like financial advice, banking, you know, was that easy to accomplish, by the way? I mean, as far as optimizing for search with Alexa skills, do you have a strategy for that? I mean, I know you don't want to give away the secret sauce too much, but is that something that you look at? It is something that we look at, and we did not know a lot about it. And so I, and I think that's important to call out. We didn't know a lot about it when we started. And we, you know, like, like anything else, when you build an Amazon um, Alexa skill, Amazon allows you to, to add some tags, you know, what, what search terms do you want your skill to come up under? And so we use the same things we would have used for our website. Um, and we didn't know how that would perform and we didn't know how we would be rated or if we would, you know, have to, um, pay to get, to get skills to the top of the list. It turns out that it worked quite well, actually, using the same search terms that we had on our website, probably because we were early entrants into the space. Um, and I still think it is very early. So it, it, we only launched in January. So that was eight months ago, January 2019. Um, and so I still think it's really early. And I think that same approach 
would work for others Mm -hmm. at this moment. Right, right. It's definitely early. I mean, we've seen in the time I've been working on Alexa skills and flash briefings for clients, I I remember starting when there were 5,000 flash briefings and I checked six weeks ago, there were 10,000. Not all of them are legitimate skills. Of course, just like with anything on the internet, you have people squatting on search terms. Like already there's a gold rush and somebody wants to optimize a skill for real estate Denver, real estate Baltimore, and then these are junk skills. But you know, you can you can pretty easily sift through and weed through when you see which ones are legit and which ones aren't, and the reviews speak for themselves. Yeah, I think the reviews are really important, and that's another tip that I got from you, um, which is you know don't be afraid to ask your listeners for reviews. Tell them to hey hit those five stars for me. It'll help. Uh, it'll help out, and I think users respond to that because. They know you. Now they're familiar with you, right? They want to help. You're developing this relationship over voice. And so I think those reviews are really important and your users are willing to give them to you. I agree. And I think that it's a it's a fair ask after you've been offering value at least for a little while, because frankly, it's it's a free service that you're providing. If as long as you're not promoting something, at least not every day, and you're just disseminating information. Like if I'm doing a voice marketing briefing and I give people tips about voice. And then once in a while I say, if you wouldn't mind posting a review to help others find the show, I feel people are willing to do that because they don't feel that they're being sold to, which with typical traditional advertising, it's a complete push message, sell, 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 jam it down their throat. I mean, that's what a TV commercial does. But this is a totally different medium. It's it's offering value. It's more it's more transactional um, where there's it's a give and take and it's not so much a take or a push. I totally agree. And it's okay. And it's fine to just learn, right? So that's what we kind of launched saying, we're going to learn all all that we can about advisor behavior, what they like to hear and what they don't like to hear. So I did do um, some surveys outside of the Alexa platform, just did some survey monkey surveys to ask some of the listeners hey, how often are you listening? What do you like about this? What do you not like about it? And we're able to continuously adjust the content um, and learn as we go. And I and I think that's fair. Sometimes people are scared to put something out there with their name on it unless it's exactly perfect. But I think that the social media and the speed of getting information out has really changed that paradigm. It doesn't need to be perfect anymore. Um, people understand that, that you're that you're learning and changing and iterating as long as you continue to improve. That's true. Uh, and that's exactly what we're doing. That's why you're yep. the director of institutional innovation, because you take risks, <laughs> you make things up, you ship before it's perfect, just when it's done, get it out there. Like that's the whole point of an MVP. What else are you going to do? Spend a year making it perfect? By then the technology has passed you by. Yes. And so have your competitors. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to launch it. So I love that you're doing surveys. What have you What have you learned that was interesting? Was there anything that you started out thinking, okay, so investors, financial advisors rather, they want to hear about this topic and maybe you learned, oh no, they don't care about that, but they want this. Was there anything surprising? There were some surprising things and definitely a lot of unknowns. We def- we did not know how long to make each flash briefing. You know, What is the perfect length of time? Um, I try now to keep it under two minutes. I have found that advisors seem to like three things. They like brevity, they like levity, and they like familiarity. So they want you to be kind of light and sometimes 
humorous. Uh, They don't want you to be too serious. Don't ever sound like you're reading the news to them. They like familiarity. And what I mean by that is we have several um, folks at TD Ameritrade that contribute their voice talent, (laughs) but they're familiar voices. They are people that um, our advisor community has already met in some capacity, and they like hearing them on the flash briefing. It's kind of like um, you know, getting a phone call from them or something. So they like that familiarity. We've learned that. And the one um, content tip that they gave us is that they love any kind of technology tips. So we'll try to insert something about, hey, here's a new app idea. I'm using this new app called whatever it is, Pocket, and I store all of the articles I didn't have time to read during the day in this new app. And advisors will hear that um, it adds value to them and they'll reach out and like, and thank us, you know, that was a really cool idea. And I, you know, was able to get some value out of it. So that's been, um, that's been good. Oh, those are three really great ideas. I might even call this episode. What was it? Brevity, levity, familiarity. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and P.S. I love pocket app. Thanks to you. You tweeted or no, you, you did it on the briefing on your day. And then I immediately downloaded it because I was looking for like a good bookmarking sharing that syncs to the offline. And it was just perfect. Like you could, you know, download articles, read them on the plane. So. And by the way, they have added audio. So it will now transform any article that you download into an audible. So it's not perfect yet. Their natural language still has a little way to go, but they're coming along. So even you know, turning any article you want to read into an audible is also, uh, Apple does it too, but it's uh, it's also a good a good feature for Pocket. Oh yeah, that's really good to know. So if you listen to TD Ameritrade for Advisors, the flash briefing, you will get tips like Pocket and more, and you'll hear from Danny. And so how many other voices do you have that are hosting? I would say there are about four regulars. Um, we have Vanessa Olagino, who's one of my colleagues, She runs our business performance solutions, which gives advisors tips about growing their business. And I can't believe how she can get these awesome stats and tips about how to just manage your practice. She gets those tips down into under two minutes, and they are so helpful. I don't have an advisory practice, and I listen to the flash briefing, and I listen to her. And you know, I I want to implement some of the things that she suggests. And I'm like, oh wait, I don't have an advisory practice. <laughs> right. Well, I, I love listening to the briefing. I mean, obviously, I don't either, but I learn from it too. And I I want to keep an eye on you because obviously you were early in the space, and I like to follow smart people who are doing cool things. So everybody, uh, definitely check out what Danny Fava is up to with TD Ameritrade for Advisors and your other Alexa skills. And Danny, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, so I'm I'm very active on Twitter. It's Danny Fava underscore TDA for TD Ameritrade. Um, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. I love getting uh, DMs. I'm very quick to respond to them. Um, and I use my brevity and levity, <laughs> my uh, Twitter, as much as possible. So definitely get in touch with me on there and listen to the TD Ameritrade for Advisors Flash Briefing. We publish it five days a week with fresh content. 
Um, and it's it's a lot of fun, and and we'd love to hear your feedback on that platform as well. Right, Danny is an absolute delight in everything she does. I love following her on Twitter, and the flash briefing, of course, you can find if you search on Amazon.com under Alexa skills, or if you go to the Alexa app, and it's TD Ameritrade for advisors. So definitely listen to what Danny and the team are up to. Thank you so much, Danny. It's been a blast talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. It really has been fun. If you enjoy this podcast, you'll also like my short daily flash briefing available on Alexa and all the major podcast apps. It's under three minutes long on marketing, voice, and business. Subscribe by searching Alexa for Voice Marketing Beetle Moment or one-click subscribe on your favorite podcast app at bit.ly slash voice flash. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash voice flash, all lowercase. To find out how to advertise on the show or to consult with me, visit BeetleMoment.com. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.